0: and welcome to the story Up Podcast. I am your host, Ilya Ruth King, and I'm proud to say that today we will be reading Chapter 3 of Keeper of Cities. And stick with me, um, because at the very end we are going to discuss Keeper of the Law Cities, um, the chapter that we just read, which is Chapter 3, um, and then I'm going to dismiss you and get to work on my next podcast, um, and it's going to be a bonus episode, but it includes Keeper Velocity stuff, so it will be included in Season 3. But anyway, I hope that you'll join us on this wonderful adventure as we blast off into new stories with each new page. And what are we waiting for? Let's begin! Sophie managed to say, when she finally found her voice, you're saying I'm, I'm an alien? She held her breath. Fits erupted in laughter. Her cheeks were hot, but she was also relieved. She didn't want to be an alien. No, he said whenever he managed to compose himself. I'm saying you're an elf. An elf? The word hung in the air between them, a foreign object that didn't belong an elf she repeated visions of little people in tights with pointy ears danced through her brain and she couldn't help giggling but you don't you don't believe me do you really expect me to i guess not he ran his hands through his hair making it stick out like wavy spikes kind of like a rock star could someone that good looking be crazy i'm telling you the truth sophie i don't know what else to say Okay, she agreed. If he refused to be serious, so would she. Fine, I'm an elf. Am I supposed to help Frodo destroy the ring and save Middle-earth, or do I have to make toys in the North Pole? He let out a sigh, but a smile hid in the corners of his mouth. Would it help if I showed you? Oh, sure, this ought to be good. She folded her arms as he pulled out a slip silver wand with an intricate carvings etched into the sides at the tip a small round crystal sparkled in the sunlight is that your magic wand she couldn't resist asking her, he rolled his eyes actually it's pathfinder he spun and the crystal locked it into place and in the silver latch at the top now this can be dangerous do you promise you'll act you'll do exactly what i tell you to do her smile faded that depends what do I have to do you need to take my hand and concentrate on holding on and by concentrate I mean you can't think about anything else no matter what happens can you do that why do you need proof or not she wanted to say no he could actually prove anything what was he going to do whisk her away to some magic elf land but she was curious and really, what harm could come from holding someone's hand? She willed her palms not to sweat as her fingers laced together. Her heart did that stupid fluttery thing again, and her hand tingled everywhere her skin touched. He glanced over his shoulder, scanning the parking lot again. Okay, we're alone. We go on three. You ready? What happens on three? He showed her a warning look, and he scowled at and she scowled at him but she bit her tongue and concentrated on holding his hand ignoring her racing cart. seriously when did she become one of those silly girls one he counted raising the wand sunlight hit a face in the crystal and a bright beam refracted towards the ground two he tightened his grip sophie closed her eyes three her forward and the warm tingling in her hand shot through her body like a million feathers swelling underneath her skin tickling her from the inside out she fought off a giggle and concentrated on Fitz but where was he she knew she was clinging to him but it felt like her body had melted into goo and the only thing keeping her from oozing away was his blanket of warmth wrapped around her. And faster than with the blink of an eye, the warmth faded, and she opened her eyes. Her mouth fell open as she tried to take it all in. She might have even squeaked. She stood at the edge of a glossy river lined with impossibly tall trees, Fanning out their wide emerald leaves among the puffy white clouds. Across the river a row of crystal cl- castles glittered in the sunlight in a way that would make Walt Disney want to throw rocks at his magic kingdom to her right a golden path led into a sprawling city where the elaborate domed buildings seemed to be built from brickside jewels each structure a different color snow-capped mountains surrounded the lush valley and the crisp cool air smelled like a cinnamon and chocolate sunshine Places this beautiful weren't supposed to exist, much less appear out of thin air. You can let go of my hand now. Sophie jumped. She had forgotten about Fitz. Her hand released his, and the blood tingled in her fingertips. She realized how hard she'd been squeezing. She looked around, unable to make sense of anything she saw. The castle towers twisted and spun sugar, and something seemed oddly familiar about them. But she couldn't figure out what it was. Where are we? Our capital is called Eternia. Eternia, but you might have heard it called Shangri-La before. Shangri-La? she repeated, shaking her head. Shangri-La is real? All the lost cities are real, but not how you picture them, I'm sure. Human stories rarely get anything right. All the ridiculous things you've heard about elves. She had to laugh at that, and a short burst of sound echoed off the trees. It was so quiet there, just the gentle breeze brushing her face and a soft murmur of the river. No traffic, no chatter, no hammering, unspoken thoughts. She could get very used to the silence, but it felt strange too, like something was missing. "'Where is everyone?' she asked, rising to her tiptoes to get a better view of the city. "'The streets were a ghost town.' Fitz pointed to a domed building that towered over all the others. The green stones off its wall looked like giant emeralds. But for some reason, the building sparkled less than all the others. It looked like a serious place for serious things. See the blue banner flying? That means a tribu- tribunal is in progress. Everybody's ro- watching the proceedings. A tribunal? When the council basically... The One, the council basically, or royalty, holds a hearing to decide if someone's broken a law. They're kind of a big deal whenever they happen. Why? He shrugged. Laws are rarely broken. Well, that was different. Humans broke the law all the time. She shook her head. Was that really thinking of humans as something other? But how else could she explain where she was? She tried to wrap her mind around the idea, tried to force it to make sense. So, she said, cringing over her ridiculousness, next question, this is magic? Fitz laughed, a full-body laugh, it is like the funniest thing she had ever heard. She glared at him, it couldn't be that funny. No, he said when he regained control, magic is a stupid idea humans came up with to try to explain things they couldn't understand. Okay, she said, trying to cling to the remaining strands of her sanity. Then, how can we be here when five minutes ago we were in San Diego? He held up the pathfinder up to the sun, casting a ray of light into his hand, light leaping. We hitched a ride on a beam of light that was headed straight here. That's impossible, is it? Yeah. You need infinite energy for light travel. Haven't you heard of the theory of relativity? She thought that she had him stumped with that one, but he just laughed again. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who came up with that? Uh, Albert Einstein? Huh, never heard of him, but he was wrong. She never heard of Albert Einstein. The theory of relatively, re, uh, um, relatively was dumb. She wasn't sure how to argue. Argue? It seemed so ridiculous. Confid- He seemed so ridiculously confident It was unnerving. Concentrate harder this time he said as he grabbed her hand again. She closed her eyes and waited for the warm feather sensation, but this time it was like someone turned on a hairdryer and sent the feathers scattering in millions of directions until another force wrapped around her, pulled everything back together like a giant rubber band. A second later, she was shivering from a cold ocean breeze, whipping her hair around her face. Fitz pointed to the massive castle in front of them. Which, glowed like stones, were carved from moonlight. How do you think we got here? Words failed her. It really had felt like the light had passed through her, pulling her along with it. But she couldn't bring herself to say it, because if that was true, every science book she read was wrong. You look confused, he observed. Well, it's like you're saying, Hey, Sophie, take everything you've ever learned about anything and throw it away. Actually, that is what I'm saying. He flashed a smug grin. Humans do the best they can, but their minds can't begin to comprehend the complexities of reality. And what? Elves' minds are better? Of course. Why do you think you're so far ahead of your class? The slowest elves can still trump a human, even with one, even one with no proper education. Her eyes sagged as Fitz's words sank in. If he was right, she was just some stupid girl who knew nothing about anything. No, not a girl. An elf. Alright, that's all we have today. So, I'm going to move on to the next segment, which is talking about Chapter 3, Keeper Velocities by Shannon Messenger. I hope you will join me. And for your information, there will be spoiler alerts. All right, I'm back yet again. So, we're talking about chapter three, as I just said. And so, the it, the chapter starts off with Sophie kind of mocking Fitz, and um, also you can tell a little bit of. Um, drastic mood changes here and there because it goes from confused to angry to confused and over and over again. And um, it's funny that her first thought was an alien, and then whenever he said no, um, she was like, "Okay," she was te- and like she was trying to figure out what. And then he said, "You're an elf." and the word hung in the air between them, a foreign object that didn't belong. And later on in the book series, um, Shannon Messenger uses that to describe it as, um, the word hung in the air between them, and she tasted the word on her tongue. That isn't the exact, um, that isn't the exact words that she used, but it's something close to it. Um. So, I probably whenever I, I would think of elves, I would have thought of um. What you call it, uh, the the Lord of the Ring elves or the Hobbit elves. Like, Sophie, one of Sophie's things was here, and um. So a pathfinder, if you don't know, is like this long wand. And it's not very long, but it has this crystal at the end, like it kind of explained here. And if you held it up to the light, the light would catch it because even if it's nighttime, there's always some light, like the moon, the stars, or something like that. So it collects light and then it travels you to different places. And then it, um, and because it, it makes your body go into pieces and then it reforms you. Um, and. She, Sophie had some more mixed feelings here whenever he was like, I can show you, because um, she was like, no, I don't want to trust a stranger, because that goes against everything her parents taught her. But then again, her, curios- her curiosity um, ran through her mind right then, and that made her go. Um, I mean, she trusted him with her life. Um, which is wild, and whenever I saw that, and it said, or one, it might have been last chapter, and she was like, I don't want to listen to you, I don't even trust you, I just thinking, oh, he's going to be your boyfriend, legacy, or, like, not boyfriend, but, like, she likes him, and bets keeps on giving her gifts, and it's all sweet, um, that is a spoiler, just, you know, I'm sorry, um, they do kind of, like, they, I don't know. You'll have to read the book and see. Um, and if you were wondering whenever it said, when did she become one of those girls? Um, she was meaning like whenever her heart would flutter around um, a boy. And so she was, because she had never done that before. Um... And so it kind of left us in a suspense um, at the end by saying, um, well, no, it didn't. Never mind. I was thinking of the last chapter. And so if, if um, Fitz was an empath, he would be feeling lots of emotions here and there. It would have been interesting if Shannon Messenger had made him an empath. That would be cool. Um, so, later on in the books, you forget how beautiful the cities are, because Shannon Messenger never really actually describes them again, like she did now, and, I mean, you go back to thinking of beautiful, more beautiful than the human cities, but you don't think of it as how she described it here. Um, and, so, it... I'm kind of confused because it said this is our capital, Atlantis. But can't you not like teleport there, like or I mean, pathfind there? Don't you have to like teleport out of the place and then you have to like go through the ocean to get there? I'm not quite sure. I'll have to do more research on that and I'll fill you in next time. And she had, she keeps on forgetting Vitz was even there, cause like. It's always having to do whenever something's happening, like whenever she's holding his hand or whenever she's holding up a pole by her telepath um, things. And, um, another thing, sorry if I pronounced a lot of things wrong, I'm going to look up how to pronounce everything so that you're like, who's that, if you've already read it because I'm serious I looking looking back now I pronounce um a lot of these different than they're actually spelled so I'll have to go back and look up all the words so if I mispronounce something I'm sorry um also I thought it was awesome that Shannon messenger decided To include Albert Einstein in this. Later on, in a few chapters, it will have um, it will include um, J.R.R. Tolkien too. But Albert Einstein, I'm going to read this paragraph again. Um. Uh, Albert Einstein? Huh? Never thought of him. But he was wrong. He'd never heard of Albert Einstein. The theory of. Okay, I can't pronounce that right now. Wisdom. She wasn't sure how to argue. He seemed so ridiculously confident. It was unnerving. Concentrate harder this time, he said. That I went too far. But it's awesome that she brought up Albert Einstein and how, and like she might've had a grudge or something on Albert Einstein so that she would actually bring it up in her book Proving him wrong about that. Maybe she disagrees with him on something. So that was her way of getting back. Or maybe she just thought it would be cool to bring him up. I'm sorry if I'm talking really fast right now. I'm very excited. (laughs) For no reason. Um. Another thing that I wanted to point out was. Um. She automatically started, um like, saying, parting humans as her not-a-human and parting them as another creature, and, and, so, it, the thing ended as, no, not a girl, an elf, um, so she's... Okay, guys, so... Um, my recording set, or um, the app that I'm recording on, just totally kicked me out, and I don't know where I left off on the last segment, so I'm going to have to end it here um, for the talking. If I, like, if it cut off mid-sentence or mid-question or something like that, I'm sorry, because I can't notice um, where that mistake was until I published it. And once I publish it, I can edit it again. So, sorry about that, guys. Um, but, um, I will see. Hopefully, I didn't leave off, like, anywhere bad. Or, like, in a question that you really wanted to know. Um, but anyway, I hope that you have enjoyed the story nook. And you will join us again on another um, magical adventure. Um tune in next episode for more about Keeper of Lost Cities. Thank you. The director of The Story Nook, Ruth King. The book read Keeper of Lost Cities, Book 1 by Shannon Messenger. Characters in Chapter, Fitzroy, Avery Vacker, and Sophie Elizabeth Foster. This is the Story Nook Institute. Thank you.